0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sex Cells podcast, the podcast where we talk about culture, relationships and dating from a male and a female perspective. We've got a big announcement that relates to the different perspectives involved in this podcast, which we will get to soon. Um, But today we're going to be talking about fame, uh, specifically famous men. And that's going to center around some recent controversies that have come out about certain famous men, but also just a general broad discussion about fame and how it affects people. Uh, but before we get into that, I should, before before I talk to Eliza, actually, I should say my tour starts this Sunday by the time this podcast comes out. It starts in Perth wow. on the 14th of October. That one's all but sold out. You might get lucky, get a few tickets, uh, but it looks like that one's going to sell out. And then in a couple of weeks we've got Adelaide and Melbourne and those ones are about 50% sold out right now. So get your tickets for those. And then the Queensland leg, so Gold Coast and Brisbane. And then I'm doing Canberra, Newcastle and Sydney to end on. The big one in Sydney, that's going to be my solo show and the Comedy Untamed Gala. So the best acts from the shows that... I've been helping to manage over the last year and a half. So a lot of work's gone into all of this. And if you'd like to come out and see a good show, it's called Villanera. So there's some pretty dark jokes in there, even for my standards. <laughs> um, so nothing like this podcast. Uh, but it's, it's, it, I think it's my best work to date. So oh, come along really? to a show. Um, Neil Which city are you most tickets.
1: excited about uh, performing? I have to
0: say, uh, well, Sydney's the big one right at the end. So yeah. probably that one. Yeah, okay, what, what
1: are your second most exciting? Like what has the what has had the best crowd energy for uh, you?
0: Brisbane usually has really good crowds. I like the venue I'm doing in Brisbane. Usually Perth is really good as well. So mm. those those three, I would say. Yeah. Um, and Perth is the one that kicks it all off and, and everything. So I'm pretty excited about that.
1: So exciting.
0: Um, all of them. I'm excited about all of them. Maybe not Canberra. Congrats. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting iron. Canberra <laughs> sometimes can be... Hard to make laugh because you get a bunch of uni students and people who work in the government most likely.
1: And that's it. And
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, it's probably all under surveillance that's there. Perfect. So we'll see um, if they laugh. But uh, like I said, come come to the show. Uh, and if you can't make any of those shows, come see a comedy untamed show. They're happening in Sydney, Melbourne, Newcastle, Geelong, Brisbane. Just have to take a little bit of a pause, but should be back in December. So. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of things happening on my end. What's happening on your end?
1: Uh, nothing is exciting, literally. Um, just my wedding's like seven weeks away. So that's about exciting. it. Just planning that, which isn't that fun. But just excited to get it done now. It's not fun? <laughs> I don't know. It's been pretty crazy. Like I have a few friends getting married as well and they're like beside themselves with stress. And I'm like, what am I not thinking about? Because I feel like I haven't done that much. I'm like, I work best with... Um, you know, last minute time frame. So I'm sure I'll be pulling out the good work huh. a couple of weeks. I'm I just can't think about what I need to do. What are you working um, on right
0: now? What do you what 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 was the most recent thing that you planned?
1: I don't know how to decorate it. I <laughs> just picking the candles has been the hardest thing for me so far.
0: <laughs> do they have but, options or is it just you no, gotta bring in some
1: you have to do it all yourself and it just feels like oh. such a waste of money, so that's it's a bit annoying, but
0: is this ven- is the venue? Does the venue require candles or something? Is is it
1: like they have the venue itself is completely decorated and mm-hmm. it's really cute. They've got a little like greenery. They've got like candles around like every wall and stuff. It's all kind of romantic and intimate and gloomy, Um but their tables are bare aside from the tables, yeah, okay. like the plates and the napkins. So anything else you want to do is up to you. And I got flowers for like the, the thing that you – the frame you get married under and then like my bouquet and that – and my bridesmaids bouquets, and that was literally like three grand. So I haven't paid for flowers on the tables, and if I do, it's like another three grand. And I'm like, it's so expensive to pay that much money for flowers for one fucking day. I cannot believe that that's just the norm. So I don't know. We'll wow. figure it out. I'm planning on just doing a yeah, shitload of candles. and and even about that is stressful. Of, yeah. In this like, economy, God damn. Yeah, exactly. Like, shit, don't ever... Do a wedding if you're on maternity leave. Like it's such a stupid idea. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, we should have eloped. But that's I don't like well. the,
0: that's the, that's the usual time people would be doing it, right? Oh, um, actually, no way. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Usually they get married before.
1: Like we, I was like, oh, our wedding's under twenty k. It's so good, and now it's like it's at least thirty k. I don't know, but ten k worth like- of flowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But
0: yeah, other than that, nothing's new. Okay, cool. Well, I suppose I should say what I hinted at at the start of the podcast and that is I've been talking to Eliza about this for a while and this podcast is going on for a while. It's been really enjoyable and I feel like we've covered a vast array of topics Mm -hmm. and and, and there's nothing bad about it or anything like that but I think um, I want to take – a step back from it, at least temporarily. I've got a lot on my plate, as I'm sure all of you are aware of. Um, and after episode 150, Eliza will be taking the reins and it will be her podcast. So she'll be running it. She'll be um, recording them all. And she's still deciding whether or not she's going to have guests, whether we might still bring in another co-host or I shouldn't say we anymore, whether you might bring in another co-host, but I am very um, proud of what we've done in yeah. over three years and um, I'm excited to see what you do with it and I'm really uh, glad that it will continue on um, after I yeah. take a step back and, and you know, I don't know if I will come back or if it's temporary or permanent, I'm not entirely sure, but I think we've covered, like I said, a, a huge <laughs> range of very interesting topics and there'll always be a catalogue of 150 really incredible podcasts uh, about relationships and culture and dating um, from what 2020 to 2023 which isn't that w- crazy the perfect era to talk about <laughs> all of that because that's when it all changed so I think in yeah. another 20 30 years um, we can both look back on this and and say wow because I'm sure things will change even more dramatically
1: yeah, by then it's- crazy it's like it yeah it is sad it's a new chapter I guess we're both beginning and I can't believe it's been three years it's just flown by to think like where we were when we met and we were both just like single living in Sydney and now we're not
0: yeah, <laughs> and I kid. have a baby
1: yeah. <laughs> I live on the coast it's um yeah lots of change and I'll definitely I think yeah obviously I'll I'll um I'll miss you and I'm gonna have to try find people too. To come on, that aren't just going to agree with, <laughs> with everything I say. Um, so that'll be that'll be the hard thing, I think. Actually, finding um, people that have, I guess, can provide that difference of opinion, or as you like to say, sometimes the devil's advocate. But I do have a few people already lined up, so we'll um, we'll see how it goes. And I guess the biggest challenge is definitely going to be the technology aspects, but. <laughs>
0: I'm sure it'll be great and... We'll you know, see how we go we'll, with that. We'll, we'll work around that, don't <laughs> worry. And if, yeah. if, if, if for a few weeks it's just the audio version, um, yeah. bear with us. But yeah, um, I'm sure we'll be able to get the videos up soon enough as well and yeah. I'm sure it'll be a matter of time before, you know, you're taking it in your own direction and you're absolutely killing it. Um, and I think you've already done one by yourself, haven't you? You did one where you yeah. answered a bunch of questions. So yeah. that's already yeah, a good, good. model. Um, yeah. I think you should do some where you where you just it's it's Eliza's take on various Reddit stories. Oh I know be are really yeah. interesting. if you if you do that <laughs> once every 4 weeks, once every 2 weeks, that's something like that. That's a good like idea. That. Yeah. Cuz that's something you know you've got you can riff off that. And yeah. people can like then that. go and search that. I think mean, that'll be great. So Yeah,
1: there's um there's a listener that he he often sends me just like wild shit he sees on Reddit and I am, like, addicted to it. I just – my mind gets blown every day about shit people say on the internet.
0: Well, that'd be <laughs> like, per- that would be perfect. I think yeah. that would be a, a great way yeah. to – because it is – you would know, like, it's actually a bit trickier doing a podcast by yourself without a guest. Yeah. Or, but if you've got that material there, if you've got a story or something you can just kind of mm. give your opinion on, mm. Um I think that'll – that'll help. But yeah. yes, either way, I thought I'd just uh, say that after episode 150, that that's my little, uh, I did 150 of Neil and Jordan, and there'll be 150 of uh, Sex Cells. So wow. I think that's a very nice round Aww. number for each of them. And yeah, I just think I need, um, I, I like new things that creatively stimulate me. And um, like I said, I'm still enjoying this a lot. But I also think I was at a very different time in my life when I started this, and I read a lot of books on relationships relationship psychology and and culture and also having done so many of these podcasts i um i I feel very a, a, a large part of this was to sort of discuss and disseminate some of these things that maybe not so much I was struggling with but that I found confusing or perplexing and now i I do think I have quite a um you know, wide um Yeah,
1: you're basically qualified at this point <laughs> on this.
0: So um yeah, anyway. Uh I'll we'll probably do a proper uh goodbye in mm. episode one fifty. And again this may be temporary. I might, you know, regret this after three months and come right back. So <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see. But yeah. Um thought we'd mention that at the top of this one. And we can get into the subject matter, which was fame. So I wanted to talk about this because I think, well, we're not really in the Me Too era anymore, but Russell Brand has clearly been Me Too and there's been some quite serious allegations against him. But I think I don't want to talk specifically on those allegations, but I just want to talk about fame, famous people or people of high status and specifically famous men because – There's a joke that comes to mind. There's this famous American comedian who um, he talks about how it's very easy to – and and he's talking about men who who become playboys, not predators, but it's very easy from the outside when conservative pundits judge famous men who sleep around and and maybe even engage in infidelity. But a lot of those guys that are judging – they would likely do the same thing if they had that same opportunity mm. and I suppose a similar uh, a similar concept would be everyone thinks if they were rich, they would give all this money to poor people and they would build schools and build ho- hospitals but then you don't actually know until that $50 million is there in front of you and mm. I think there's a similar kind of concept with fame where it can be a corrupting influence and now that you have all these people who know you and most likely could be attracted to you and find you interesting and engaging and you don't have to necessarily chat someone up there's already that initial interest there Uh, what do you do with that are you going to act on that and that's a very different experience that not a lot of people have and and in a very limited scope I've had a some foray into that world and it is very different. It's very different going from someone who is, is going out to a, a bar or going on a date or trying to talk to people, and I'm just a regular person um, compared to when someone recognizes me or someone is talking to me after a show or someone is actually sliding into my DMs, which is mm-hmm. a very strange thing. Um, and I don't think it's exactly the same with uh, with women, although you know, there's a lot going on with Taylor Swift right now, and. Yeah. The controversy—I don't know if I would call it controversy—but the um, conversation surrounding her and her new boyfriend, who's an American football star, uh, and she's definitely, she's she, her dating life has been in the spotlight for the better part of a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people are judgmental of her and how she's a serial dater and how she sometimes even you, some people would accuse her of using these men to just write her next album. Um, <laughs> and, again, if, if you're in that position and you're, what, the most famous singer in the world probably yeah. and you're attractive and you're extremely talented, well, there's probably a million men chasing you and, you know, why wouldn't you want to um, play the field, so to speak? So... Yeah, uh, What do, do you think fame is a corrupting influence or do you think people who are already selfish or greedy have an inclination to chase fame?
1: Yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing because I actually watch, um, oh, shit, what are their names? Those two sisters, I think, it is it Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio? Oh, is yeah. It Charlie? I don't know, they're the D'Amelio sisters and they've become, I think they're the most famous people on TikTok and they're basically just two young girls that were sisters. They started in their teens. They're probably only like 19 and 20 or maybe even younger, I don't know, around there now. And um, started just uploading videos of them, very normal life, dancing on TikTok. Now they're the highest earning TikTokers in the world or something. They're super famous, super rich. And I was watching... um, well, a TikTok came up of one of them and they were doing like lie detector tests and one of them asked the other, if it weren't for TikTok, do you think you'd be famous? And she, I'm pretty sure from memory, she was saying, yes, I think I would be. Um, so that was interesting to me to think, well, she was assuming she would have found fame another way had it not been for TikTok or whatever. Um, so I do think it's a, it's a little bit of both. Um, I think sometimes, um, certain people are really obviously attracted to fame and other people just fall into it accidentally as though like they did or Addison Rae is another example of someone that became like a multi-millionaire just from TikTok. It's just so wild and so interesting. Or to think about like um, even original YouTubers from 10 years ago who made millions and millions of dollars off that um, and how technology allows everyday people to become famous. Um, And I think getting famous in like Taylor Swift in the music industry is extremely much more difficult, I feel like. Um, So props to her. Um, But one thing that came into my head when you were talking about Russell Brand, and I don't know, I can't really speak to I know about the allegations, but I don't know like a lot of details on it or whatever, so I can't – I don't want to speak so much on that. But one thing I thought was really interesting is I've watched his YouTube channel. Have you seen it? And he kind of talks about like it's almost a little bit like conspiracy theory, um, big pharma, Um, anti-vax.
0: Yeah, I've watched him. Yeah, Yeah,
1: and they the narrative now that I've seen him and – Some other famous people that support him, like his friends or whatever, have put a narrative about um, these allegations have been saying this is media trying to make – create an image of me so that you no longer trust my word because I've been trying to expose the media and expose the lies of the media. This is this is just a created false allegation and it's all lies. Just discredit me and it's all the part of this theory and this conspiracy that I've been talking about for years. And it's funny that that narrative was created because he actually has been talking about that for years. So that was a bit interesting, like how we create the media creates or people or famous people create their own narratives um, to kind of change the story on it. And Taylor Swift, I actually don't know the controversy about her, but I did see that people, it was really trendy t- that people were talking about all over the internet, the amount of private jets that sh- she uses and how much um, pollution that emits. And so people were kept Googling Taylor Swift jet emission or Taylor Swift jets. So then she's gone and dated someone from the Jets, apparently, so that when you Google it, it no longer comes up about her pollution, um, <laughs> which is really interesting. An interesting. And then
0: conspiracy. Imagine yeah. if she actually did that. Yeah,
1: but that then... The <laughs>
0: only reason she dated him is because if people then Google Taylor Swift Jets, it comes up yeah. with him.
1: Yeah, but apparently, like, wow. it's this whole thing. And this video I watched, like, God, I'm so sorry, I'm so sleep deprived, my memory is shocking, but it had so many crazy examples that I was like, Wow, like the Kardashians do it, God, all the time. And another like one, the only other one I can remember was um, there was this big, like, conspiracy about Walt Disney, the creator of Disney, um, freezing himself um, so that he can be brought back to life or whatever. So then they created the movie Frozen. So then when you Google Disney Frozen – this new movie comes up rather than all the conspiracies about Walt Disney being frozen. (laughs) Just all these examples of that and how famous people have done this over and over and over again to change narratives, to hide things. Like remember when um, Kim Kardashian started dating, um, uh, what's his name, Pete Pete Davidson, is Mm -hmm. it? After right like mere weeks after um, Kylie Jenner's husband at the time, well, boyfriend, I don't know, Travis, um, people were killed in a stampede at his concert. So then Kim Wynn just started like this separate controversy to take the attention off it and then immediately people stopped talking about it. I just find it so fascinating and interesting like how the, the famous people like that. can change narratives about them in media and because they have such influence and following that then media – follows what they're saying. It's just uh, incredible. And the trends that they create. um,
0: That's the power of PR. I know there's certainly in – it's a well-known fact that some relationships in Hollywood uh, contrived to Mm. boost each other's profile. Mm. You look at someone like Pete Davidson, what a deal he got out of it. Yeah. He was – I knew him because comedians knew him in the the comedy world. No one else knew him and then he became – A global megastar. Wow. And that's really interesting about the the jets thing and the frozen thing. I don't know. I wish I could remember the other
1: examples because they were so crazy. It was blowing my mind, but yeah.
0: Damn. I know um, I've heard the reason famous people give their kids really weird names is because it's something to do with just they don't then get seen in the public eye or there's. Might even be a tax thing. It was something weird because Elon Musk didn't even remember the name of his whatever he's up to, tenth child or something, mm. because it was XAE twelve some. Yeah, how something. do they say
1: it? Like I don't know.
0: But then apparently <laughs> yeah. that's all just a front for the actual legal name, which is hidden away somewhere. And I, I imagine if you're that famous, you'd want to protect yeah. your children. Uh, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of shady things going on. And then, you know, half of these celebrity relationships are more than half. There's, there's clearly a higher incidence of toxic relationships among these people. And mm. you know, I, I can understand that when you're really rich and famous, you're probably looking at people who might have more intention seeking tendencies as well. Uh, and then you throw in all the partying and the drugs and the, you know, attention grabbing headlines and the the sort of the weird mix that creates. Yeah. It's a recipe for disaster and of course some of these relationships are terrible. Um, mm-hmm. but the thing about I guess somewhat if you if again not to, I d I don't think we should talk about the allegations specifically, but Russell Brand was considered a massive sex symbol. Um, yeah. 10 years ago or something, and you look at some of the interviews that he did and now you see them in a very different light because you saw them at the time and you thought, I mean, there's there's videos of him basically groping Liz Hayes, the 60 Minutes reporter. Uh, there's videos of him just very overtly flirting with female reporters and, and journalists that are interviewing him. But it was really – it was seen as um, no one raised an eyebrow back then. I mean maybe some people did but nothing I remember. Uh, no, I remember to, the,
1: the 60 minutes and everyone was like this is so sexy and he was living up to his Im- image yeah. of, and his reputation. Like, I remember that was very well received. People loved it. Yeah,
0: yeah. and then um, as soon as – things come out like that, it, you, you sort of see those sorts of behaviours mm-hmm. in a different light and it makes you think, well, who are the, who, what are the behaviours now that maybe some famous people are exhibiting that in another 10 years are going to be looked yeah. down upon and are going people are going to think, well, look at that, you can't do that or that was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of uh, – I also wonder if men who are particularly horny – chase fame or mm. every man who is uh, famous ends up just acting upon that level of horniness that maybe a lot of men have because you look at politicians, uh, someone like Bill Clinton, I mean it's a well, well-known well fact that he mm. has slept around like crazy. Um, but in many situations that, that people probably – they didn't care. I mean, the whole thing where he got he received oral sex from an intern, mm. and people who now are probably on the side of Me Too and uh, are more progressive on that front were the ones defending him in the nineties. Uh, and it was the sort of Christian right that was saying this is ridiculous. You can't be doing this. This is so unprofessional. This also just gross. So just in the space of what twenty years or so. The whole thing switched because if a president did that now, there's no way he's he's getting away with that. I mean, Trump seems to get away with anything, but if you know, Joe Biden or if Al- Anthony Albanese had a 22 mm. year old giving him head in the office, he'd be gone. There's yeah, even even yeah. though yeah, 22 year old like legal age and mm. everything, but I mean, at the very least, it's infidelity. It doesn't look good at all. So. Um, people fame can kind of give away fame privilege might even be similar to you know how girls will talk about pretty privilege and how an attractive girl can sometimes get away with Mm. not having to pay the parking ticket or getting into a club where no one really has she doesn't have to pay or you know she gets a lot more free drinks that sort of thing Mm. fame or status privilege could be very similar for men where you, you kind of are afforded a lot more social leniency towards your actions towards what you're able to do, um, how you can act towards people, all sorts of things like that and and in a yeah in a very limited way I'm obviously not as famous as you know Bill Clinton or Russell brand, but uh, it is very different yeah when you go to a club and all these people are recognizing you and they they're flirting with you and, and then you know you, you're like, of course I'm what 21 I'm going to flirt back. Yeah. Um it's a very different experience. Uh and I yeah. I i it is it's corrupting. I think it is, because you think, well, I've got all this opportunity to do this. I gotta act on it. Like why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. It would be stupid not to. So it's, a very, it's just a it's just a interesting world in that sense where some like I could imagine a football player, a famous football player, um, You know, what, someone like Nathan Cleary after what he did last weekend. What did he do? Oh, he basically won the grand final by himself. Um, Um. You know, he's 25 and probably on millions of dollars a year and Mm. and he's a pretty good-looking guy as well. I'm I'm fairly sure he's single. I mean, that guy could just go to any bar and would just be swarmed. Mm. and, uh, And I don't think he could avoid that in any way.
1: Yeah, the privilege is real. And like, just imagine having – it's funny because it's like how, how much can they hold and stay true to their morals and ethics when you can get anything you want almost for free? And I always think this when I watch reality TV and they start getting famous or even just people I know are like influencers and they get – so much shit for free they go out to dinner it's free their parking's free they get sent like luxury items everything is free and it's like I just can't imagine a world why are the rich people getting more things for free like give, give the free things to people that can't afford it but anyway that's a different thing but I just like if you had the access to get anything you want most likely be able to get anyone that you're interested in as well and buy anything you want, go any place in the world. Would you stay true to those morals that you have? Like, Is loyalty still the most important thing to you in the world if you're rich, famous and have people throwing themselves at you? constantly like is that still your top priority or whatever like how do your priorities change
0: and also would you judge someone differently if they're exposed to more temptation i mean this is not it's not nearly the same thing but we say when people grow up in harsher environments we offer some degree of clemency towards actions that may be criminal even though we'll still say that's that's wrong you shouldn't do that but if you've grown up in the hood to you know parents who are addicts and you 've just grown up around crime, you're much more tempted to engage in that sort of lifestyle and yeah. and, uh, and by no means is, is this a justification for anything uh immoral that a famous person has done, but the temptation to engage in mm-hmm. unethical immoral, usually some sort of hedonistic behavior is yeah. just so much stronger, and you don't really know what that's like until you're in their shoes. And it's easy for all of us to judge and say, well, why did that person cheat on his wife three times and why did that person, you know, why did she date uh, him after the Kanye thing or after the Kylie Mm -hmm. Jenner thing and all these things? But Mm. when you're in that world and especially if you've been inculcated into that world for a long period of time or for your whole life like the Kardashians, you have a very different set of, Morals, and you have a very different uh, appetite for what's normal or what would be accepted. Mm. And and you know you have a bunch of yes people around you who are usually working for you, and it's in their financial interest to not push back on you too hard. Um, if if exactly. the if the publicist is saying well, oh, maybe you shouldn't do that, then they might get fired. So mm. it's a uh, it's a very different world, and and it's it's a lot harder to hold famous people to account because, first of all, the laws are more often than not in their favor because they have hordes of money uh, and they have existed in a very different environment for a long time. They have a bunch of people around them who are usually just working for them and are almost subsisting off them. And then there's no one who can actually challenge them because anyone who challenges them wouldn't be allowed in their inner circle. Um, if anything, politicians get an easy... Because politicians are constantly being bombarded by the media. Well, depending on which politician you are. But even the politicians that the media tends to like. There's always some criticism. Their personal life is looked at with a fine tooth comb. Whereas celebrities... I mean, now this is different. But definitely pre-Me Too, celebrities seems it, it especially if you're you were well liked you know you can get away with anything and the media doesn't well they might look at your personal life a bit actually you know what I, t- I do take that back because there were a lot of tabloid magazines and all that sort of stuff but you know your financial dealings or where your money's going all that sort of stuff I mean I've heard I don't know if these are rumors or these are conspiracy theories or whatever but I've heard all sorts of things about how celebrities just create charities as a tax haven or they everyone who's wealthy has some sort of you know tax game that they're playing and then you read some of these be like I'm reading that book what is it rich dad poor dad and and you sort of think well if this is what like all the rich people are doing you kind of do you have to do it like what is the Mm. what is the moral decision that you have to make there do you try to hide as much tax as you can and you know within the realm of legality just Minimize your tax burden, or is it your duty as a citizen to pay that? You never know. So
1: yeah, I've been seeing stuff about. I came across this huge conspiracy um, um about Ashton Kutcher, and I don't know if you've heard heard about it. I
0: think
1: you you have or you haven't. I'll go
0: on. What is it? I think the one
1: about you. How he has that organization that helps um women and girls that have been sex trafficked, and he tries to prevent it. I don't know what it's called. I can't remember. And then I've been seeing all these videos go everywhere about how one of the partners or co-owners or biggest investors or whatever the one one of the guys that is always standing up there with him presenting it or doing the speeches has literally has a criminal history background or something related to sex trafficking himself, or whatever. And people are like, this this organization is not doing wow. what it says. In fact, it could be doing the opposite. Um, and we're putting these these. Uh, charities out there and actually giving these people access to trafficked women and girls. Um, oh, I haven't
0: heard that one. I thought yes. you. Were, I thought you were going to say it's it's him covering up for something he did back in the, when because oh, he's been famous for a long time and he was in that MTV world where they yeah. seem to be rife with that sort of behaviour. Um. Mm. So I, I thought it would have been oh he's he's created this so that he doesn't get me too'd But no, that's far more sinister. Yeah. Well. Wow. <laughs>
1: And just so you know, that's just these are just videos I've seen. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. But there's a lot of controversy going around about him at the moment. And then it kind of – it does like bring you to think. Like sometimes you do think like, well, what is going on in the world at the moment where everything that's getting – I have no interest in action culture. I haven't looked him up in years. And then all of a sudden I'm getting video and video and video after him with one, wow. the controversy about that, and then the other one about how – Is the other guy from the Seventies Show, Danny, whatever, has also has this a lot of sexual assault allegations put against him, and then I don't know if you you you're over this all over this, but Ashton and um, Mila put forward a statement backing um, Danny, and then they got a lot of hate um, went around about them because they were like, well. Don't back someone that has sexually assaulted women or been accused of it. And Ashton and Mila responded saying we didn't basically say we didn't actually know that our statement would be made public. Um, and perhaps they would have thought about it differently. And then all these. But that just makes
0: it seem like, oh, you were doing it if it was the publicity was bad. I know. (laughs) I know. And
1: and, um and then the one of Danny's ex-girlfriends who had put forward some allegations um, about him. I think it was about assaulting her in her sleep or something like that. I can't quite remember, but basically they were um, found unsubstantiated because she was his girlfriend. So there was a bit like a bit of murkiness around assumed consent. And she then went on her Instagram after finding out about this and said, Ashton, I was there the day that you called – called Danny and told him about this, what happened. I know the big secret. I overheard that phone call on this so-and-so date or whatever. And that so-and-so date was actually the date that a girl Ashton once was arranging to go on a date with was murdered. And Ashton ended up being a witness in a murder trial because I can't remember if he found the woman or he, he did raised it. a flag or whatever. But, yeah, now there's all <laughs> oh, these wow. other controversies around it because she was like, I know your secret, I heard it, and I know what happened that night. So, like, there's so much scandal coming out about him, his organisation, his business, and you're like, wow. who starts this? Is it just people on TikTok making this influence and spreading it around or is it the media planting things? Like, oh, Who knows it? these
0: days? Yeah,
1: it's so interesting how people oh my God. are... Of generating this, these narratives about people and it truly like changes your perspective. Like all the stuff, I don't, I don't know if you've come across this either about Joe Jonas at the moment. Like oh. I've never given two shits about this guy or knowing anything about him. But based on all the videos that are just being thrown my way around him, all of a sudden I hate him.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, right. Just like, I, I've just heard he was, uh, he was controlling or...
1: Yeah, that's basically what the people are saying about him is that he couldn't he so he's ha and his his wife or ex-wife, Sophie, whatever her name is, the one from Game of Thrones, um, are divorcing and everyone and their dog is saying it's because Sophie was too cool. She was too much cooler than him, so he couldn't cop it and now everyone well, hates that one just him and i'm like, like a
0: bad relationship that one doesn't yeah. did he do anything bad
1: but that's that's my question i'm like did he actually, why is everyone hating him because she's apparently cool and him like did he actually do anything bad or controversial i don't know that's but everyone hates very him now to the
0: ashton, could <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's,
1: like, it's ashton
0: Kutcher allegedly could have been involved <laughs> in a murder <laughs> Jonah jo jo it's yeah. not as cool as his ex wife
1: yeah basically but you know it's still because wow. when, when you said, you know, you wanted to do something about um, fame and that's all you said or famous men, I thought you might have meant like why, why are women so obsessed with famous men or whatever? And I was thinking about, well, it's because of the, the narrative that we create about a famous person and then we find evidence to back that as self-fulfilling prophecy, law of attraction, et cetera, et cetera, um, and we're just validating ourselves With these theories we have on these men, like, oh, Harry Styles is so um, feminist and he's so devoted to women's sexual pleasure and he's so (laughs) this and so that and it's just the narrative that women have created and talk about with him. But I'm like, who actually knows him on that level to say that that's a fact?
0: I promise you it's never – they're never (laughs) the same as the way they're presented. Yeah. Never. (laughs) I know for yeah. a fact Australian <laughs> celebrities who are presented in a very progressive, nice way who are not like that at all and then the ones who are sometimes the villain or seen as the bad mm. boy are actually quite, at least it's honest and authentic and they're nicer uh, off camera and, you know, there's just a lot of media spin going on with a lot mm. of these. And, uh, the well, the evolutionary psychology hypothesis is that uh, men who are famous, they uh, that is... Conveying high status, they've been able to climb a status hierarchy for whatever reason, and that's very attractive because it's uh, it shows that people are willing to listen to them and show interest in them and they yeah. have social status essentially. Yeah. Um,
1: Access to resources.
0: Sure. Yeah, that, because most <laughs> times fame um, also means Money. rich. <laughs> yeah. I wish I, I. wish it did for me. <laughs> But unfortunately, not. Um,
1: Unfortunately, not yet.
0: Not yet. We'll see. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, I think the era of celebrity, the the era of. So I just see a TikTok that was really interesting, and it talked about how the way celebrities were presented before the internet were very different because they were presented as something other, as this sort of. These aliens from this glamorous world of glitz and money and partying and everyone's beautiful and they're all dating each other and you, they go on those talk shows where they just tell stories about how they met other celebrities oh those talk shows they i can't handle those stories anymore because it's literally i was on set with the rock and this is super funny what he did and I'm like nobody cares <laughs> nobody cares um, and then now with the internet it's created a much closer parasocial relationship with people who have a profile and their audience and these celebrities seem fake and they seem sanctimonious and
1: yes yes
0: they they come across as extremely privileged and especially in an economy like today yeah. where the average person is I mean west in the West still better than all the other countries of course but struggling financially, and then you have Kylie Jenner coming out and and joking about how she can't cut a cucumber. Kendall. That's not funny. Yeah, whichever one. That's just that's just Yeah. You know, not, I don't think there's anything cute about that. That's just weird. Yeah, cut yeah, a lot bro. of
1: that is a big thing that's happening, and I've been reading a lot about this, especially with Gen Z, like not finding the appeal in celebrities that millennials um, and previous generations do or have. And a really good example of this recently was um, there was I think it might have been the Hawaii fires, or maybe something similar, but oh, Oprah that.
0: that was and really the Rock
1: <laughs> made a video. Um, appealing to the people, saying they've created a charity and they would love for people to donate money to it um, so that it can go to the the victims. And every single person, there were millions of comments being like, you guys are two of the richest celebrities that exist. And you're asking us to give our money. Like you could easily donate $10 million and not even make a dent. (laughs) <laughs> just
0: Whoa, do it yourself joke. yeah know, right?
1: everyone was who, so angry about it who it do they
0: who do they think they are they think <laughs> oh well if i tell people to donate they'll donate
1: yeah like our platform for good like just fucking you know who is a really good example of a positive celebrity that doesn't gloat about this is Taylor Swift. And I can't remember if you were telling me this or I came across a video, we already talked about this, but Taylor Swift, any city that she has a concert in, one, boosts the economy. Like I can't remember the stat, but it was crazy amounts of all the people that come travel in, buy um, accommodation, blah, 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 blah to see her concerts. And then she also donates, I can't remember the, how much it was, but it was something wild, like hundreds of thousands or a million dollars or whatever to a charity in every single city that she goes to for a concert. And she doesn't talk about it. The only reason it's known is because those charities have come forward being like we just received half a million dollars from Taylor Swift. <laughs> like this is life-changing. And I think that is a positive way to use your celebrity influence rather than asking the general public, could you donate to this? I just think it's it's so crazy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it, is, it does
0: seem like a, it's a world that's slowly decaying and dying yeah, and now people disconnect. are finding, finding – it's no longer – that they need to see a more authentic image and they need to see someone who maybe has more of yeah. a holistic persona. They're not just the singer or the dancer. They've they got an opinion on something and they've got to talk about this and they're mm. in the in this side of the culture war or whatever and that is appealing to people more. I, I mean I know a lot of young – Men who just do not have any time for Hollywood or even music celebrities at all. And they just find people that they like usually online, usually on YouTube or they'll like sports stars and that's it. And they just find the whole thing fake and it's all just gross and sanctimonious and yeah, fake. And I feel that way a lot. I don't. I've had a brief forays into the world of Australian celebrity, and I hate them all. No, I don't hate them all personally, but the every party I've gone to that's supposed to be a VIP or you know some sort of interesting, cool party where there's just. Famous people and it's Australia, so it's like someone who was on season six of The Bachelor (laughs) that is now an influencer and probably is still living paycheck to paycheck. Mm. And then you know all the media people are still immersed in that world, so they think, oh wow, it's it's look who it is, it's them. And I do not, I what are they? First of all, I actually I respect celebrities more if they have a talent, if they're a singer or you know Taylor Swift amazing, talented mm-hmm. musician.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: The Kardashians, uh, they don't actually have a talent. I mean, everyone says their talent is marketing, which, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, but it's true. I just, I can't get around it because they don't really have a discernible artistic talent that has allowed them to stand out in a very crowded field. Um, and you know yeah. what? Uh, some people might get mad at me saying this, but I don't think acting is that. Hard compared to singing and dancing and comedy. I think those three are much harder artistic disciplines. And mm-hmm. and screen acting, I mean, Jerry Seinfeld said this, some people can fluke screen acting. You learn the script, the camera's put in front of you, and you can just by pure chance be really good at it. There's it no way you can do that in comedy. You've got to work on the skill, mm-hmm. you've got to really perfect it, you've got to try. Um, yeah. And something like modeling, and I'm not saying actors and models don't work hard. They work extremely hard. In fact, they probably work harder than comedians, to be fair. Um, And they're, you know, long shoot days and they're there at Mm. sometimes before six and leave after eight. Um, it's, It's hard work, but I just, I've never understood why actors are deemed as these just like incredible creatives. I think the people who actually write the script and the directors are the are the geniuses behind it. I think it's it's you can you can there's plenty of people who can be hot and learn the lines.
1: Yeah, I guess I guess it comes down to if, whether or not they can elicit emotion from the viewers, and that's sure. where, um, unless you're like me and I would just cry at literally anything if it like involved a dog or a baby or something. No, the acting skills wouldn't. it wouldn't even matter. Someone could just tell me the story and I'd probably get emotional, but yeah, it's it's good. And I feel like I have to say like with the Kardashians, that is another big thing that Gen Z are turning away from. That's like the biggest example of singing. Like why, why are the Kardashians so idolized? Um, I think that though they do acknowledge the you know, and admire Kylie Jenner in particular, based on all the multi million dollar businesses that she's created—skincare lines, makeup lines, etc. That are hugely successful. But had she, would she have been able to do that without pre existing fame? No. I guess that's the big question. Yeah.
0: I don't. I can't see how you can leverage your because what are the, they're all doing now? What's his name? Ryan, not Ryan Gosling. Who's the Deadpool guy? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. So he has these vodka businesses or something, and they just uh. leverage their status as a celebrity and their name. And hey, look, this has happened. This isn't a new thing. This has happened for a long time. But what do they call it? influencer marketing, where they just basically build a brand and it's not even that high quality usually. And then these, you know, geriatric investors see the numbers and think, wow, I'm going to buy that business. I'm going to invest in that. And they make a quick, quick yeah. buck. Chris Hemsworth did that with his fitness app, and from what I've heard, the fitness mm. app is garbage. It's just him mm. doing workouts, being like, "You can be, you can look like Thor," and it's basic burpees and bicep curls or something. Wow! And then he made like hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, good on them. Like again, I would probably do that if I had that kind of profile. But um, or um, Jeffrey when,
1: Star. You know, like creating. He has a. He's famous for his. Um, he's a beauty guru, and uh, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. famous for Or maybe I don't. I think it's. I think he goes by he is his pronoun. Um, and he had a vegan, cruelty-free makeup line, and now he has a random, separate business, um, selling yak meat. <laughs> like he's basically like a butcher. That's <laughs> so random, um, and jerky and stuff like that. And he has a huge yak farm. It's so odd, so unrelated. And I'm like, what is What is this? Makeup and meat.
0: <laughs> wow. Weird. Yeah yak, yeah, yak and foundation. Yeah. I never thought of h- quite the h- combo combination. <laughs> Almost respect people who are like, yeah, I just want to make money and build businesses and that's yeah. what I want to do in my life. I actually respect that more than yeah. all these yeah. celebrities who, who lecture everyone else about how to be a good person and what you should be yeah. doing and how you should be, living your life, and then they're also just trying to make as much money as they can, um, I think yeah. it would just be more uh, authentic if they came out, it was, you know, I, I, I'd i I'd love to be wealthy. That would be great. I'm not going to yeah. turn down anything, um, you know, maybe like tobacco and alcohol, I don't know, maybe, we'll see. <laughs> but um, <laughs> again, it's one of those situations when it's in front of you, the mega multi-million dollar deal Most people will say yes, but it's just the level of um, sanctimony and and lecturing from creative people who aren't particularly well-versed. in. I'm sure they're smart, but they're not experts in the field of political analysis or something, or uh, they don't know what people are going through all the reasons why they might be voting a certain way or um, doing a certain thing or thinking a certain way, and then for them to sort of... That's why everyone loves that Uh, Ricky Gervais Mm. when he gets up on the Golden Globes and just roasts all of them.
1: Yeah, what did he say again? What was the gist of it? I remember it being really impactful.
0: Oh, we just made multiple jokes about how they all love to lecture the public and how no one really cares and they just want to, he's just like, get your award, thank you God, and fuck off. And he just said in that <laughs> very cockney British way that he's, he's, he's so good at. Um, That's so good. And, you know, he's someone who's just, he, he says, he's, he will joke about being a multimillionaire and being rich and things and it's just more, feels more authentic that way um, yeah. compared to the ones who try to say, I'm just I'm just like you, I'm relatable and, and you know, there's nothing, everyone admires success if they feel that success is, um, deserve and there's nothing wrong with kind of saying yeah I'm, I'm wealthy and, and that's great and I feel like I've earned that and I try to give what I can to charity but I also like to start my own businesses and do things yeah. like that but uh, if they're trying to hide that and talk about how much of a good person they are it starts to get it just starts to become cringe.
1: What I find interesting is how much the general public feel that they have the right to hold um, famous people accountable for their actions. That's something that has always fascinated me. Like they truly believe I am within my right to call out this person. Like, you know, it became trendy for uh, famous people to create that parasocial relationships so a lot of famous people do strip back videos general chit chats on their tiktok like they're talking to a friend so that they can maintain their their fame with younger people and people then call them out like i remember if you were famous and you did not comment on the black lives matter movement every single person would be commenting beneath
0: oh yeah if any view-
1: famous, She's, she was TikTok famous, I can't remember her name, but everyone kept commenting, why haven't you commented on the Black Lives Matters movement, blah, 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 blah. So uh, saying I'm unfollowing you, I'm blocking you, um, clearly you don't support it. So she made a video showing her support and it went mega viral for being cringe. <laughs> like, and it just felt so yeah, I bad for us. Like, win. You can't win, can you? And her video literally still circulating every day for being cringe, like It's just um, crazy. Or, like, can you speak to this? Or, why haven't you spoken on this? Or, is it true that you were doing drugs? That's disgusting, despicable. Like, the biggest thing at the moment I keep seeing is I can't, I don't know the reason why, but people are really hell bent on um, calling out Doja Cat and saying, like, she's toxic, she's problematic. I'm with her on
0: that one when she went out. She was literally like, I'm with her. I don't give a fuck.
1: Like, I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> like, I, I became a fan when I yeah. saw that
0: because yeah. it's true. There's there's some people because what she was saying was like, who are these we- these people are like obsessive and weird, and then their fans were like, how dare you come after um, your fan base like this? Yeah, and yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was good that one
0: because it's so true. People who like stand someone and and be it's almost becomes their purpose in life, and they start a Twitter account. Yeah. and they and they follow and they you know know everything about this person and and to be fair though these are very very young girls yeah but it's also it's a bit embarrassing i think yeah if you're over 18 and you're doing that i mean come on yeah did you ever go uh, through a a phase where you were obsessed with a given celebrity
1: i was obsessed when i was 14 i was truly obsessed with the Twilight. Okay. Like (laughs) fair enough,
0: everyone probably was back. Books.
1: And when the movies came out, I saw them like 10 times each. But I wasn't ever I kind of had a crush on Taylor Lorna. I would say that was the closest I've ever come to like fangirling over someone. But I've never been had a fixation or no one much or cared much about celebrities other than that like three month period of my 14 year old life but I definitely know like personally a lot of people that were obsessed with when I was growing up it was it was Justin Bieber in high school and god some people were they knew every single thing about him every single stat where he was born what his favorite color is and they would do anything to meet him and track his movements etc and then obviously he he's been growing up in the media literally since he was fourteen years old or even younger. and he's done some things in the same way that Miley Cyrus has done. but he got so much more flack and hate because he was romanticized amongst you know young women and girls. So it became even more problematic yeah. um where whereas like you know Miley got a lot of shit as well when she was trying to establish herself as a sexual being after being, you know, becoming an adult or whatever and same with Billie Eilish recently. But when it was like people are projecting a romantic fantasy onto someone and then they disappoint them, it's I feel so bad for them. I'm like, God, you never have a chance with them to begin with. Like (laughs) God forbid (laughs) he smokes some weed, get over it. (laughs) Like it's just crazy.
0: Yeah, that stuff is a bit. (laughs) Yeah, the, the expectations of these are creative people, they're artists, they're going to do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very different world and I think it's changing because now there's different communities where people can achieve notoriety and fame within that community but mm. there's fewer and fewer of the household names that we previously had. Um, you even think about, okay, maybe this will be the last point, but uh, in when I was younger and movies were the big thing you'd you'd go to the you'd see the previews on tv and then you'd think well I want to see that one in the cinemas and you go to the cinemas you see all the previews and you think oh Tom Cruise is in that one or Orlando Bloom is in that one Mm -hmm. you know now I don't know a single actor who isn't from that era I mean you know the young the young guy would still be someone like Chris Hemsworth I know there's a few that are in their 20s that maybe someone like Timothy Chalamet but that's That was literally the only That's example
1: it. that came in my head. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Zendaya. Yeah. That's they, it. <laughs> and there used
0: to be a a, a horde of up-and-coming, even yeah. younger, because I think Timothy might even be nearly 30. He's not exactly young. Yeah, he's young.
1: 26 or, or 27 maybe or maybe 28. But yeah.
0: Exactly. So yeah. Um, gone are the days where there was the 19, 20, 21-year-old superstar actor in the making. Um and you know Tom Cruise he he achieved fame very very young, and then has been a megastar since then. And then all these guys who are now nearing sixty are still the leading mm. men, like Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Matt Damon. All these guys that were around in the nineties and when I was a kid mm. are still doing it. Oh, and of course, how can we forget Leonardo DiCaprio? Perfect yeah. example of someone who's got a very uh, he's personal life is under the spotlight and then he flies around in private jets doing conferences about climate change without actually, you know, like, cool, like you say your speech, man, (laughs) what does that do? But, um, he now would be nearly 60 or I don't know, at least in his fifties. And, you Mm. know, he's still, they're all still like the lead. And to be fair, they've they've all kept very fit and they're probably all on steroids. Like even the rock Mm. is, I think in his fifties, these guys are. I mean no offense to anyone listening right but you know is this realistic that this like 56 year old Tom Cruise is going to take down half a militia in Mission Impossible 10 and mm-hmm. you know do all these backflips and jump onto a helicopter I mean it was it obviously a 24 year old Tom Cruise probably couldn't do that either but <laughs> I mean he's like 60 at this point yeah. come on
1: <laughs> Yeah it's so true even just like Big blockbuster isn't a thing. Like uh, movies, seeing movies was my like absolute favorite thing. And my birthday is at the end of this month in three weeks, and I went. Nice. I was like, let's go see a movie or whatever. And I looked online yesterday, and I was like, what's coming soon? And I looked for the whole rest of the year. There's literally nothing. Like,
0: yeah, they don't go to the box office anymore, yeah. and they're all they're all on that strike. And oh, yeah, the whole thing is... is I
1: didn't realise that was still going.
0: Yeah, Hollywood is... Uh, it's really interesting what the next... I say this every every podcast, I have, but the whole <laughs> media landscape is in such a period of chaos and disarray and it's almost like mm. the Wild West.
1: Mm. News will
0: be a big one that will really capitulate soon. Um, the only reason newspapers are still around, they're not profitable at all, but because they because so many um, important people are influenced heavily by the newspaper. They use it as a tool to influence politics. That's why Murdoch, wow. Sydney, he's now handed it to his son, but no newspaper or magazine is profitable. They're all running at a loss, but they they are running because in Australia, papers like The Australian or The Sydney Morning Herald or The Age, they set the narrative, they, they um they create the Overton window of what is acceptable to talk about and what controversy should be um, mentioned. And, you know, Mm. now they're also uh, not, they don't have the influence they once did. And You know, a lot of people don't. I don't really watch the news. I don't. Um, I just get news off social media basically. Or I I watch, there's certain YouTube channels I like.
1: And News Daddy.
0: (laughs) What's that? I've never heard of that.
1: Uh, he's like the now like the biggest news media um, presenter in the world. I think news he's daddy. on TikTok, and he's like a he's like a twenty-five-year-old guy, and he just presents news from around the world. He and calls he's like sitting in daddy.
0: his yeah,
1: and he's sitting My in God. his like room with. Um, neon lights behind him. It's <laughs> That's so a- crazy, yeah. but he's like literally the biggest now, and every young person goes to him. When wow. news around the world and people always say, "I literally have not heard of anything about this until I came across your um, your 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 show." It's crazy. It's well, on TikTok. Yeah,
0: Well, news daddy. Like he him. he runs the world. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I fascinating. think, yeah, really fascinating world that we're currently in, and um, I wonder what fame will mean. Yeah. Mm, mm, because, yeah, and I'm, I'm, and you know, I, I, what if in ten years things that we consider normal or just you know a bad relationship today is considered toxic or manipulative or even abusive? Um, how do you do? How do you? Contend with something like that, where if at the time no one really questioned the morality of a given action, and then 20 years later, I mean, you can talk, you could draw parallels to something like slavery or something like that. I mean, at the time, everyone thought that was just a thing people did, and you know, some people thought it was wrong. Do we judge people? Uh, through the lens of history. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Let me know what you think. Um thank you for listening to that one. And uh come to my tour, neilcohacker.com slash tickets. And uh we also still have the if you want the C B D oil, um you're not specifically sponsoring us, but there's still the code you can use, Neil and E-E-L get forty percent off. Go to Crushorganics.com and yeah, three to go till we uh Hand the reins to Eliza. So share this and and if you like the podcast, leave a review. If you didn't, just shut up and we'll see you next week. See
1: you next week.